0: judges according to our performances the capacity to receive comes with so much grace because you know for sure that god shall supply all my needs according to his Riches in glory, he shall supply. Speak upon it. You are identified by the blood of Jesus, the blood that was shed at the cross. In him, we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of his grace. He became that sin offering. So, what are you still talking about? Sin, sin, sin. That is a wrong doctrine. By one offering, he has perfected forever those who are being sanctified. He has affected you you have no fear once Christ is the central focus of who you are and your life your identity changes your mindsets change you're thinking you're living because now you're believing right you're living right through him wake up and unwind your day. Réveillez-vous et commencez votre journée avec Bioka. On a heart for a soul. Your word is truth. It sanctifies a soul with your truth. Your word is truth. For a soul, a heart for a soul. The light and warm your spirit in the dark or the cold. Healing what was broken turn them parts to a whole heart for a soul, a heart for a soul. Yeah! Jesus Christ way truth and the life for our souls paid the price the ultimate sacrifice what a love while we get sin for death we were destined he stepped in his water and his blood was the cleansing laws we were found where sin abound grace abound what a passion a peace of passing all understanding Where God's love was present all condemnation is pasting for a soul a heart for a soul delight and warm your spirit in the Dark or the cold, healing what was broken, turn them parts to a whole heart for the soul. A heart for the soul, Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you so much for your faithfulness. We thank you for yet this day that you have given us. We thank you for the world that we have yet to partake. I know, Holy Spirit, it is you who has prepared it. I know that it is from the Lord. And I know that Jesus Christ this day, I will receive more and more and more from you, Lord. None of me as a preacher, but more and more of you, Jesus. I will thank you for the greatest revelation of you, knowing you that you are the will of God the Father for us, that we only have to believe in you, Jesus Christ. Thank you so much for loving us, Jesus. Thank you so much, God the Father, for loving us. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for leading us every day, minute, second, and hour. Thank you for being a great helper, a comforter, who always leads us to Jesus, always instructs us into the grace and the love of God the Father. Thank you. In Jesus' name we pray and say, Amen. So I would like each and every one of us to open our Bibles in the book of Luke 24. I'll be reading from verse 13 to 35. Our entire sermon today is based on this passage, amen. So I truly do believe that now you have found that passage, Luke 24, 13 to 35. And it says that now behold, two of them were traveling that same day to a village Called Emmaus, which was seven miles from Jerusalem. And they talked together for all these things which had happened. So it was while they conversed and reasoned that Jesus himself drew near and went with them. But their eyes were restrained so that they did not know him. And he said to them, What kind of conversation is this? that you have with one another as you walk and asad. Then the one whose name was Cleopas answered and said to him, Are you the only stranger in Jerusalem? And have you not known the things which happened there in these days? And he said to them, What things? So they said to him, The things concerning Jesus of Nazareth, who was a prophet, mighty indeed, and what before God and all the people. And how the chief priests and our rulers delivered him to be condemned to death and crucified him. But we were hoping that it was he who was going to redeem Israel. Indeed, besides all this today is the third day since these things happened. Yes, and certain women of our company who arrived at the tomb, Ali astonished us. When they did not find his body, they came saying that they had also seen a vision of angels who said he was alive. And certain of those who were with us went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said, but him they did not see. Then he said to them, O foolish ones and sloth of heart, to believe in all that the prophets have spoken. Ought not the Christ to have suffered these things and to enter into his glory? And beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded to them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. Then they drew near to the village where they were going and he indicated that he would have gone farther. But they constrained him, saying, Abide with us, for it is toward evening, and the day is far spent. And he went in to stay with them. Now it came to pass, as he sat at the table with them, that he took bread, blessed, and broke it, and gave it to them. Then their eyes were opened, and they, they knew him, and he vanished from their sight. And they said to one another, Did not our heart burn within us while he talked with us on the road and while he opened the scriptures to us? So they rose up that very hour and returned to Jerusalem and found the eleven and those who were with them gathered together, saying, The Lord is risen indeed and has appeared to Simon. And they told about the things that had happened on the road, and how he was known to them in the breaking of bread. Lord, we thank you so much for this word. Holy Spirit, we thank you for the word we need to partake. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to say Happy Easter to each and every one of you who are listening in today because this story, this passage that we just read, actually reveals so much to us, we as believers, under the grace covenant based on the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, amen. So our main passage is introducing us to one of the very important and revelational stories um, that happened after the resurrection of Jesus, things that happened. Many times we hear about the things that happened while he was on earth in ministry, but then also there's also another side of what really happened after Jesus Christ rose from the dead, right? And this passage is one of those stories that really shows us what happened. And um, a lot of stories that have been told, you know, in the scriptures, all that have been revealed to us, like stories or passages, some of them are to give us a great impact to us, we as believers today, in order for us to be strengthened in our faith and also our relationship with Jesus Christ. Amen? Because when we go back to the passages I just read, we realize that Jesus Christ met two disciples, right? These were believers. These were people who believed in his teachings. These were people who had seen him with their eyes while he was on earth. And he met them on their road to a village called Emmaus. And interestingly, during their journey, they became, I love the fact that the scripture says that they became near. They became near to Jesus Christ. Amen. And it's through that conversation that they shared with him, words were spoken, things were corrected. When I say things, I mean the doctrine, wrong believing, wrong thinking. And that child of God, it shows us that this is really something we need today. This passage, this story, we can learn so much from it. Amen. And as we further go on, you'll see that there are things we can pull out and learn. And they will be of great impact in our belief and faith. Amen. In Luke 24, actually, when you go back in this passage, you realize that the word says this. Listen, it says, So it was while they conversed and reasoned that Jesus Christ himself drew near and went with them. The word I really want us to concentrate on is Jesus Christ drawing near to them. Many times today, as we're living as believers, based on the the fast-paced life that we're living, the sort of nature or operations that are happening around the world, a lot of times, sometimes people tend to not know that Jesus Christ is actually near them, right? Because when we walk this journey of salvation, it is really, really important for us to know that Jesus Christ is actually near us. Amen? Because when you read this passage, you realize that even them, you know, Cleopas and the other disciple, they never knew that Jesus Christ was near them. Much as they even continued conversing and reasoning, you know, between the two of themselves, they didn't know he was part of them. And so Jesus Christ drawing near and going with them on the journey This really, child of God, signifies to us something important. It signifies to us that that journey that they carried, right? The two of the disciples and Jesus Christ, it had a great purpose for both the disciples. Amen? Because as they continued moving, the scripture, when we go back to the scriptures, it says that they were having a conversation that was sad. To them, the death of Jesus Christ was sad. And they had not seen it from a revelational way, revelational perspective, that that was something that was meant to happen. And when you go back to the passage, you realize that Jesus Christ had to correct them. The scripture says that then he said to them, having heard them, you know, when they talked about how they were astonished, how he arose, all that. And then he answered to them, he said, all foolish ones and slow of heart to believe in all that the prophets." Prophets have spoken. Ought not the Christ to have suffered these things and to enter into his glory? And verse 27, Father says it, and beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded to them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. So Jesus Christ had to take time to teach them, to teach them the word of God, to teach them the scriptures, to show them that what you're thinking is not right. How you see me is not how you should see me. You must see me through the word of God. You must see me as the one who has fulfilled the law and the prophets. The one who was being spoken about from the prophets. From Moses' time to the prophets. That this entirely has completed everything that was meant to be done. So beloved, dear believer listening in today. We must see ourselves in the, in the positions of these men of God, of these disciples. And we must also realize that this was written for us to be strengthened in faith. We as individuals, child of God, as believers, all of us are walking a journey with the Lord Jesus Christ. I want you to imagine those two disciples walking to a village called Emmaus The Bible says that they had seven miles left to walk. The number seven means completion, meaning that when they were walking, their complete uh, revelation of Jesus Christ had to happen by the time they got to Emmaus. If someone has understood that, say amen. Seven miles means completion of their journey. So while they were walking, child of God, they had an encounter. They had that. A lived experience with Jesus Christ, and in Colossians two six, we are reminded of this. He says, "As you therefore have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in Him." They had to walk. We, as believers today, we have to walk. We have to walk this journey with Jesus. We have to draw. We have to let Him to draw near to us. We have to let Him be dear to us. Amen. So, while the two disciples, child of God, Actually, when we go back to the passage, you realize that they actually had supper with Jesus Christ later that evening and shared with them. But this also shows that not only did he walk with them on that journey, but he became the one who became a proximity to them. And many times today as believers, we don't think that Jesus Christ has, has that proximity with them, right? Some people think Jesus is so far from them. Even in their prayers, they sound like Jesus is too far. But he dwells in us. He lives in us. We live in him. He lives in us. He abides in us and we abide in him. He's the true vine where the branch. Remember you as a branch, you cannot live on a tree that you're not attached to. So if you are a believer, one thing you must understand even when you're reading this passage you see that it's depicting a proximity of a believer, the two disciples, you know, being closer to Jesus, being near to Jesus, being dear to Jesus. First Thessalonians 4 1 reminds us and says that finally, then, brethren, we urge and exhort in the Lord Jesus that you should abound more and more, just as you received from us how you ought to walk and to please God. So, we as believers today, We must abound more and more in receiving Jesus, in walking with Jesus, in eating with Jesus, in living with Jesus, in sleeping in Jesus, everything in our worship and praise in Jesus. And that way, child of God is going to draw nigh to us. He's going to become dear to us. He's going to become intimate, right? We're going to have a relationship that is based on the love of God the Father, amen? So... I love the fact that Jesus Christ, going back to the passage, he was continuously teaching the word of God to these two disciples. And this means the child of God, when we let Jesus Christ become near to us, he is going to teach us. He is going to teach us scriptures through the Holy Spirit. He's going to unveil his revelation to us. When we go back to the scriptures, we see that the two disciples were talking about Things, you know, best in their own flesh, best in their own mindset, their own perspective. But I love the fact that Jesus Christ asked them that why were they in that state? And they respond, and these are things they responded to him, right? In Luke 24, 17 to twenty four. Let's go back. And he said to them, What kind of conversation is this that you have with one another as you walk and are sad? That was a question Jesus Christ asked them. Amen? And it says that then the one whose name was Cleopas answered and said to him, "Are you the only stranger in Jerusalem? And have you not known the things which happen there in these days?" And he said to them, "What things?" So they said to him, "The things concerning Jesus of Nazareth, who was a prophet mighty indeed in word before God and all the people, and how the chief priests and our rulers." delivered him to be condemned to death and crucified him but we were hoping that it was he who was going to redeem Israel indeed besides all this today is the third day since these things happened and verse 22 says it yes and certain women of our company who arrived at the tomb Ali astonished us verse 23 when they did not find his body they came saying that they had also seen a vision of angels who said he was alive. And verse 24, certain of those who were with us went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said, but they did not see him. So beloved, the two disciples had a wrong thinking. They had a wrong perspective. They had a wrong belief about Jesus Christ's death. And they actually thought that his death was natural. This is what when you read, you see that they were relating to him based on their natural way, natural thinking. And therefore, their revelation of Jesus Christ's death was in vain. Like it was so futile because to them, they thought that he had left them forever. And yet this was a son of God who was on earth. He was doing ministry on earth, and I'm pretty sure these disciples were also walking with, with him at that time. But they did not even believe the words he kept on saying. In, when you read the book of John, in Mark, in the gospel of Mark, John, Luke, you know, Matthew, you see Jesus Christ often talked about his, the coming of his death. But here we are, we're seeing that even the believers who are with him on earth, they had not really received this by revelation. And many times believers don't come near and dear to our Lord Jesus Christ due to the wrong thinking. It can also be a wrong doctrine that has been taught to someone, right? When people are so immersed in the law, they're not going to look at the death of Jesus Christ as something that is important to them. They're not going to look at his resurrection as like something that is important to them. Because most of the time they will be dwelling on their faith that is best in their performance as opposed to letting Jesus Christ be the one to be the center stage, right? So, a lot of people have been taught by the law, and this has kept them from not seeing the revelation that lies behind Jesus Christ's death, which led to their forgiveness, which led to his resurrection, and his resurrection led to your justification, child of God, and reconciliation to God the Father forever. So, Jesus Christ's death carries a great significance, right? Great significance, dear beloved listening in today. Because without his death, you would not have forgiveness of sins. That is one thing you should know. That is one thing you should hold on to your heart. That is one thing you should always be reminded of about his death and hold it onto your heart. And his resurrection too also played a very pivotal role in your salvation. Without his resurrection, child of God, you would never have been justified. You never have walked in freedom and liberty. You would never have acquired that relationship back with God the Father. Remember, we always had that broken relationship because of what? The first Adam. Amen? First John 5, 13-14 says that these things I have written to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life, that you may continue to believe in the name of the Son of God. So never allow someone to rob you from not seeing Jesus, right? Even, it's so common and it's so possible, child of God, you see, even going back to the passage you were reading, Two disciples who saw him on earth do miracles, they had his teachings. They did not have that revelation that his death really mattered or it had to turn out the way it did. And a lot of times, many of us, we can even be Christians, we are serving in church. We are doing all sorts of beautiful things for the Lord. And all those things, trust me, they do have their place. But if our revelation of Jesus Christ is not known to us, then, child of God, whatever we're doing is in vain. Whatever we are trying to accomplish for the kingdom is in vain. Because at the end of the day, your relationship is what really matters with God. And it's so good for a believer once they understand that they believe in the name of the Son of God and that they have eternal life. And from that point, anything you're doing, believing that you're doing it for the Lord and the Lord and Savior of your life, who is the Son of God, Jesus Christ, then child of God, you will grow more. You're gonna be a mature Christian, and that way you become very secure in Him. Amen. First Peter one three six says that blessed be the God the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to His abundant mercy has begotten us again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. You hear that statement? And the verse 4 father says it's to an inheritance, incorruptible and undefiled, and that and that does not fade away and reserved in heaven for you. Verse 5 says that who are kept by the power of God through faith for salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. Verse 6 says it, in this you greatly rejoice though now for a little while if be if need be you have been grieved by various trials but i really want us to concentrate on that part where it says that blessed be the god the god and father of our lord jesus christ who according to his abundant mercy has begotten us again he has begotten us child of god you're reconciled to god forever this is what i was saying The resurrection of Jesus Christ has given us that living hope to know that forever we are loved by God the Father. You're not a stranger anymore. You're not a prodigal son anymore. You're not a lost sheep anymore. God knows you and he loves you because he sees you in his son, Jesus Christ. Amen. He sees you in his beloved son. So without the son of the living God, child of God, you seeing him closer to you, you seeing him in your in 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 your proximity, you seeing him near to you, you seeing him as dear to you, you will not see the power behind his death and resurrection. And my prayer is today by the grace of God we receive that. Because that is very, very important for us. Ephesians two, eight nine says that by for by grace you have been saved through faith and not of yourselves it is the gift of god not of works lest anyone should boast. for we are his workmanship created in christ jesus for good works which god prepared beforehand that we should work uh, we should walk in them so child of god the salvation is a very important thing we must also keep in mind that without jesus christ right we would never have acquired salvation Without his death, without his resurrection, we would never have acquired salvation. Second Corinthians four sixteen eighteen says that therefore do not lose heart, even though our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. For our light affliction, which is bad for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we do not look at the things which are seen but are the things which are not seen for the things which are seen are temporal, right? But the things which are not seen are eternal. Jesus Christ so eternal to us, like he is so real than what you see in this world. Amen. Someone who has understood that say amen. The Holy Spirit is so real to us as opposed to this world being real to us. So we must know that his death and his resurrection Gave us that great opportunity, we as sons of God, believers, under the grace covenant, to be able to be ushered into his glory. And I love the fact that um, Romans 6, right, 5 to 6 clearly shows us that we live in the likeness of the death of Jesus Christ and in the likeness of what? His resurrection. John 4:13 4, to 14 says that Jesus answered and said to her. Whoever drinks of this water will thirst again, but whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst. But the water that I shall give him will become in him a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life. So child of God, Jesus is the answer. He is where we as children of God must be. You don't need anything else in your life. The only thing you need is Jesus. And once you have him, when he draws nigh to you, don't run away, don't uh, accept yourself to go be so occupied with other things because him coming closer to you and wanting you, that means that he wants to have a deeper relationship with you, amen? Just like what the disciples were going through, the two disciples as they were walking into the village called Emmaus, what these disciples were speaking is one of the things actually also we must learn from this passage this is a very common conversation that many believers can have in the midst of themselves, right? Having that sad talk, you know, it may not actually be about Jesus, but it even actually may be about things that we are profacing, things that we are saying, right? And this should be really a great lesson for us today to know that that in order for us to experience the nearness of Jesus Christ, the proximity of Christ, the dearness, the fondness in him, right? Acquiring that relationship of affection, of his loving kindness, of his goodness, there are things we must come to know. We must come to know that Jesus Christ wants to work in us. We must know that we have to open our hearts ready and any time for him to speak to us, to lead us, to be in us. Amen. And and that is what the law does. That's the thing. Let me say that. Let me say something very important. When you're so confined in the law, you can't be able to see Jesus. Because the law is going to keep you in a place where it makes you work for your own salvation. You know? your inhuman performance, just so that God can see that you're good or you're holy or this. There's a lot going on there. But when you say, I surrender my will to Jesus and Jesus work in me, let me know you, show me who you are. I want to know more and more and more of you. That life, that prayer, that thinking, that perspective will open up a very deeper relationship with you. And the more of Jesus you see, the more of God the Father you see, man. So believers who have experienced that nearness and the dearness with Jesus Christ, the dearness, right? They can easily walk the journey of salvation, child of God, believing to see more and more of the love of God the Father. They can walk the the journey in their lives without being sad. Even someone can go through a whole lot of things in life, but they won't be sad because they will be having a conversation with Jesus. And how many of you know that having a conversation with Jesus Christ is one of the best beautiful things ever. You will leave that place just so basked in his love, basked in his goodness, basked in his glory, and all day long you're going to be worshiping and praising him and singing hymns and glorifying him. Because there's that place both of you have shared. Amen? And this is what I really do pray for each and every one of us listening in today. Because when we remember that his death brought us to sonship through the glory of God the Father, we will always treasure it. We will always look at this death as a great importance. Amen? Hebrew 2.10 says that, For it was fitting for him, for whom are all things and by whom are all things in bringing many sons to glory, amen, to make the captain of their salvation perfect through suffering. So, child of God, you as a believer under the grace covenant, you have been transformed. You are transformed from glory to glory, from power to power, from healing to healing, from blessing to blessing, from anointing to anointing. You do not live in any depreciation. you actually living in ascendancy. You're living in increase. For you, things are working out for you because Christ is near you. Christ is dear to you. Christ is in your proximity. Christ is found of you. Amen. I love how Jesus Christ really revealed the basic thing we need today, child of God. I love the fact that he corrected the thinking of these two disciples by teaching them the word. He told them the word. Let's go back in Luke twenty four, twenty-five to twenty-seven. This is what it says. Listen in verse twenty-five. He says that then he said to them, O foolish ones and slow of heart to believe in all that the prophets have spoken. Ought known the Christ to have suffered these things and to enter into his glory. Verse 27 says it, and beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded to them in all the scriptures. The things concerning himself, child of God, concerning himself. That means that Jesus Christ testified of himself, witnessed of himself to the believers. And this is why we're preaching this gospel every day. To witness him, to testify of him, to tell nations, tell everyday believer listening in and people around the world that Jesus Christ is Lord. And this is what he was telling the disciples then they were walking with him. And I love the fact that he was telling them correcting their doctrine. Because many times actually, the reason why people have a wrong mindset, wrong perspective, wrong thinking toward Jesus Christ, it is because of what they've been taught. It is because of what they've had, right? It's because of what they've read. And that once, child of God, you're thinking and living in a wrong doctrine, you will be robbed of seeing or being becoming near to Jesus Christ. Because the more, child of God, your mind is taken away from Jesus and onto other things, every person becomes a byproduct of what they hear, what they see, and what they feel, based on what, you know, the life that they live. So, for instance, if you're listening to a someone every day that is telling you about the Ten Commandments, that is what you're going to believe. That is what is going to be in your mind. That is what you're going to feed on. That is what you're going to sleep on. But if you're listening to a someone that is directing you closer to Jesus Christ, that is unveiling his death, his resurrection, the depths that are involved in the both events, you will want this Jesus. You will be drawing closer and closer and closer to the true vine, to the captain of your salvation, to the good shepherd. And that child of God is what strengthens our faith right, right over there. It is what strengthens our faith. And remember, the two disciples were having a sad conversation. So Jesus Christ preaching to them, child of God, was a way to strengthen their faith. Someone who has understood that say amen. This is the only way, child of God, we can strengthen our faith. By us coming and listening and hearing and hearing the word of Christ. Romans ten seventeen says that faith cometh by hearing and hearing the word of God. And who is God? God is Christ. Amen. God is the Holy Spirit. Amen. And so we see that we as children of God, sons of God, to understand Jesus Christ is for us to let him actually come to us come closer to us come to be dear to us let us not push him away let us not shun him away let us speak of that name and raise it as long as we can raise it and take it far to all nations let us do that for the kingdom amen because once we come to him he's going to correct our us He's going to correct and expound us deeper in his relationship, number one, deeper in his word, deeper in his love, deeper in so many things that we can never even comprehend in our minds. First Peter 1.10-12 reminds us of this. He says, this, of this salvation, the prophets have inquired and searched carefully who prophesied of the grace that would come to you. Even the prophets prophesied, child of God, the grace covenant we have today. So why would we allow ourselves, child of God, to go back in covenants that were already passed? The prophets talked about the coming of the covenant of grace. First Peter 1.10 has told us so. Amen. In verse 11 says it's searching what or what manner of time. The Spirit of Christ who was in them was indicating when he testified beforehand the sufferings of Christ and the glories that would follow. The glories that would follow. And see, when he met the two disciples to the village of Emmaus, he had to expound the word to them concerning. The scripture says that, let us go back. It says that he expounded to them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself concerning himself meaning that child of God the gospel you hear must reveal the glory of Jesus Christ because the more of the glory of Jesus Christ you're receiving child of God the more your life is going to be transformed into his glory that is how we are transformed from glory to glory from victory to victory because when we dwell in him we become him Taking me back to the word I was talking about, the scripture, Romans 6, 5 to 6. Amen. We are seated in a heavenly places with him. Amen. We are part of him. We are united together with Jesus. In the likeness of his death and in the likeness of his resurrection. But if we don't allow him to come near to us. To become dear to us. Child of God. We're going to miss this. And I pray that today no one will miss this. I pray today that you yearn. You desire to know this Jesus. You desire to be used of him. You desire the fruits of the Holy Spirit. You desire the gifts of the Holy Spirit. We yearn more and more of the spirit of Christ. As opposed to the spirit of the world. Amen. Let us become too uncommon to the world. But let us come and draw nigh to Jesus who is going to make us as spirit beings and get deeper in him. Verse 12 continues to say in 1 Peter 1.12. It says that unto them that was revealed that not to themselves but to us they were ministering the things which now have been reported to you through those who have preached the gospel to you by the Holy Spirit sent from heaven things which angels desire to look into. And child of God, I'm going to put a pin here. Did you know that angels desire to know the knowledge that you have? Oh, someone who has understood that say amen. They desire to know, to know this depth of the glory of Jesus. But we do have all this and sometimes people don't use it. They don't know it. And I'm telling it because they have not been taught this. And that is why, by the grace of God, when you hear sermons like this, someone that have taught you Jesus, share them, give them out to nations, to people, so that even other people can come to know Jesus. Amen. John 5:47 says that, for if you believed Moses, you would believe me, for he wrote about me. These were words written by Jesus Christ, right? Testifying of himself to the Jews at that time when they were saying that he's you know blasphemous, he's lying, he's not a son of God, and he kept on telling them that he's above Moses, right? And he tells them in John 5:46 that, for if you believed Moses, you would believe me. For he wrote about me. Amen. And when he was telling them that, that was the truth. What Jesus Christ was saying was the truth. Moses spoke about his coming. When you go back in the book of Deuteronomy 18.15, it says that the Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from your midst and from your brethren, him you shall hear. Moses was preparing the children of Israel for the coming of Christ, but the Jews never understood that. For them, they saw that Moses was their messenger to God. Deuteronomy 18:18 18, 18, it says these very important ones. Moses again said this, that I will raise up for them a prophet like you from among their brethren and will put my words in his mouth and he shall speak to them all that I command him. This was a message given to Moses and he was telling people. He was telling the, the congregation. The children of Israel then telling them about the coming of Jesus Christ. Who would be the prophet? And remember too, in the passage that we read in Luke 24, the two disciples were very sad to see that the prophet had been killed. Let us go back to that scripture in Luke 24, where they said that they thought the prophet was going to, to be the one. Listen what they said, right? In verse 19, Luke 24 verse 19, it said, and he said to them, What things? So they said to him, The things concerning Jesus of Nazareth, who was a prophet, mighty indeed, and word before God and all the people. So child of God, we're seeing something very important here. The thing that is very important is that Jesus was even spoke about from Moses from the prophet's dispensation, coming way up to when he was baptized by John the Baptist. That was the very last time that he had just been prophesied about. And way from there, after his baptism, he lived to show what exactly those had been prophesying about his coming. So, beloved, we must come to know what scripture says about Jesus Christ. We must come to a place where we desire to know the truth. Today, a lot of people say they're speaking truth. They're preaching truth. If you're not preaching Jesus, and I'm going to say this easily, and I pray it comes out with grace, right? If we are not preaching Jesus, then we're not preaching truth. Jesus said that I am the way, I am the truth, and I am life. So in other words, child of God, if I came to you each day and I'm preaching to you and I'm telling you anything otherwise or other than Jesus, then that means I'm not telling you the truth. Jesus is the truth. And him, in this passage, we see that, which is really actually very significant for us as believers today, is to know that every day we must receive the word of Jesus Christ. as he expounded the word of God to these disciples who were walking to the village of Emmaus, he was showing them that the word of God is how you're going to know more of me, how you're going to be revealed to me, amen? And he expounded and increased their excellent wisdom, knowledge, and understanding of himself. And I love the fact that scripture says, He spoke things concerning himself. And just like I'm preaching to you today, the Holy Spirit is testifying, witnessing Jesus Christ to you, to you, dear beloved, to you, the one who is searching for Jesus. So we must be cautioned, reminded that the written scriptures are for us to see Jesus. That is for us to see a mirror and see him in even in us, in the midst of our entire being, we see Jesus. Amen? And another lesson we learn is that Jesus Christ was redirecting these believers, the disciples, redirecting their thinking. And this is what the word of God does. Because the times when we're even gonna have a thought, right? Based on the philosophies of the world the beliefs of the world, the cause of the world. But just because you're listening and listening to the word of God, reading and reading the scriptures and reading the word of God, you will be redirected in your life, in your mind, and in your thinking to the things that concern Jesus Christ. And it's through those things, a child of God, you're going to get to know the right path for your life, the will of God for your life. You're going to know the truth, you know, even when someone who says something, you say, but wait a minute, what does the scripture say? And for people who have read scriptures and really have come to see Jesus in the scriptures, you can't stand there and lie to them. They will know truth. They will hear and say, this is truth. And this is not truth because people read many people who are so versed with the grace of God and the knowledge of God through the word of God and through their reading the scriptures, right? And the Holy Spirit works in them and reveals to them who Jesus is. You can't stand and preach to them and you're telling them you're talking about truth. And yet you're not talking about Jesus. People will say like, no, I know Jesus, but I don't hear Jesus here. And that is something, child of God, no one should rob you from. Amen? Anything that we preach, be it faith, it must be in Jesus. Anything we preach about, even if it's finances. Even if it's marriage, anything we preach about, Jesus must be the center. He must be the center. He must be the center. He must take that rightful place. Because if we go back in the scriptures, Moses was talking about him. The prophets were talking about him. Everyone was talking about him. Then why would we be the one, the generation, not to talk about Jesus? Don't you see that child of God, there's something wrong with that? And that is why I pray that by the grace of God, today the Holy Spirit redirects you. Just like Jesus redirected these two disciples, that he redirects us to think more about Jesus Christ's death, think more about his resurrection, think more about our reconciliation with God the Father, think more about the journey we walk in salvation, and then enjoy it. Because salvation is something that Christ had to suffer for. But if we allow ourselves to be like those disciples who were sad, walking on that journey and sad about his death, then, child of God, we've not yet gotten it somehow. John 1, 14 reminds us that Jesus Christ is the Word. The Bible says that, And the Word became flesh, and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. He is. Amen. Revelation 19, 13, it says this clearly to show you that Jesus is the word of God. That means that anytime child of God, you hear the word of God, right? That preaches about Jesus Christ, know that you are receiving Jesus. Just know in your spirit you're partaking. Just know in your spirit you're eating. Just know in your spirit, you're taking deeper and deeper and deeper and you're going deeper, amen? Revelation nineteen thirteen says that he was clothed with a robe dipped in blood and his name is called the Word of God. Jesus Christ is the Word. He is the Word. He is ultimately everything we need today. And I pray today as we end, as we go into prayer let we let the holy spirit work in us we let the holy spirit redirect our minds to jesus let he testify jesus to us let he unveil jesus christ to us amen let us get into prayer before we end this service amen father in the name of jesus through your son i thank you lord jesus christ for your faithfulness We thank you so much for today, Lord. And we thank you that you're drawing nigh to us. That you're drawing your dearness to us. That you're drawing your affection to us. We thank you that this day that we're living in, it is not ours anymore. Anytime what we live, we're living in Christ and Christ lives in us. We abide in you and you abide in us. We thank you, Holy Spirit. That you testifying and witnessing Jesus Christ to us. Masereko sota ribobo sita raka bashuna Masoso boboto riposhira babaza tara bekata raba Namasa sota bababereka to boboso sepechina rikaba Masisuta ribobo bekababana kosotaya bakaya. We thank you Jesus, we thank you Lamb of God, we thank you King of King, we thank you Holy One, we thank you Mighty God, we thank you for praise, for your grace and your mercies, we thank you King of King, we thank you for the outpouring, we thank you for the grace. We thank you for the everlasting glory. Jesus, you're opening up doors that no man will ever comprehend and understand in our lives. You are the fulfillment in our lives. You are the restoration. You are the reconciliation to our lives, to God the Father. We thank you that this day, Lord, our lives are coming near and near and near and in you, Lord. We thank you, the captain of our lives. You are the great shepherd. You are the everlasting glory. You are our hope of glory. You are our eternal life. You are the eternal truth. You are the eternal blessings. You are the eternal inheritance that we live in dwelling in. Only one sacrifice paid it all for us at the cross. And Lord, we walk united together in you, Jesus Christ, in the likeness, Lord, in the likeness of your death and in the likeness of your resurrection. In Jesus' name we pray and say, Amen. Child of God, for those who have listened in today, I want you to know that Jesus Christ loves you. And it is the will of God that is written in John 6, 40. It is the will of God for us to believe on His Son, Jesus Christ, to believe on the everlasting life, and to believe on Him raising Him on the last day. That is the will of God for us. So let us not forget that. Let us walk in the fullness of Jesus. Let us proclaim this name, Jesus. Let us know Him from inside and out. Let us know His deity let us know his love, let us know his grace for us, let our entire being inside and out be about Jesus. I want to take time to pray for those who are saying they want to know Jesus. They want to receive him as their Lord and Savior. For those who have been listening in today and you say, I really want to know this Jesus, I pray you say these words with me. And for those actually too who have been listening in and you say, I once walked away from Christ, but I want this nearness and the dearness you're talking about in Jesus. I want to say this prayer with all of you who are listening in today. And for those who say that you need him today, you need to have a renewed relationship with him, say these words with me. Say, Heavenly Father, through your Son, Jesus Christ, Today, I believe and confess with my mouth that I am saved by the grace of God, not through my works or effort. I am forever justified by faith through your grace. Jesus, you were delivered for all my past, present, and future sins, and you were raised for my justification. From today, I renounce my old man and nature, Because it was crucified with you at the cross, I now live and walk in the newness of life in Christ Jesus. I am born of Christ. I believe I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So child of God, I want to welcome each and every one of you who have said that prayer. And this is the greatest gift anyone can ever acquire or receive. The gift of salvation. I pray, write to us so we can know that really you receive this gift and we'll send you some resources for you to read, for you to grow stronger in faith and know Jesus. would love to hear from you. Write to us, salvation at a heart for a org, And for those who actually also need prayers and you really want to too, for us to stand with you in anything, anything, Write to us, prayer at ourheartforsoul.org. I want you to know for those who have said those words, even for those who have been listening in today, that you are new creation. All things have passed away in your life. You are new in the eyes of the Lord. Amen. And we thank God for today. May the good Lord bless each and every one of you who have been listening in today. May the Lord Cover you with his protection around the world, wherever you are, in any community, everywhere you go, in your workplaces, in your cars and everywhere you will be. And may the Lord bless you with the blessing of Abraham. Amen. Go in peace. And I pray that we all um, see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. God bless you all. I love you so much. Bye.